Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we're diving back into the great realm of high school esports. Joining us is Adam Dan from McLeod High School. He is the esports coach there. Without further ado, Adam, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us where your passions in esports and gaming started. Go way back to that first game you played and kind of show us that path of how that developed in you becoming an esports coach um, for a high school program at McLeod. Yeah, so I'm here in McLeod, Oklahoma. Our club kind of started, I was hanging out with my brother playing Overwatch at his house one day while his wife was planning their wedding. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he mentioned that his nephew was trying out for an esports team at another big school here in McLeod and mm -hmm. not, not in McLeod, in Oklahoma. And I kind of looked over at him and was like, uh, they're doing that at high schools now? He said, yeah. So um, last year was our first year. It was kind of a whirlwind from that because I started researching as soon as I could and found out that uh, this Oklahoma esports league was starting up and I know the value because of my history with video games and what an esports team and esports club could be. And sure. I put some quick surveys together so I could get my admin on board once I got responses from students, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we started up. So um, last year was rough. Uh, it's a brand new program. Uh, so I can speak to lots of things about what not to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this year we're, we're looking to to really get things going right from the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've got a good solid group of seniors that were kind of my core last year mm -hmm. uh, that will hopefully step up and, and do some leading. Mm -hmm. um, as far as my roots, uh, I mean, I, I grew up in the 90s, early video games, mm -hmm. Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt, the, the, the Super Mario Duck Hunt double cartridge, that was my very first video <laughs> game. Um, Get, like standing right up to the TV with a little blaster and mm -hmm. so you don't miss the ducks, that, that kind of thing. Um, I really started getting, I guess, competitive. <laughs> That's just within my town because that was mm -hmm. really before internet uh, when you had to wire all the Xboxes together. We'd go to friends' houses and play 16-man Halo and mm -hmm. we would lag the Xboxes out. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um so so that and i did a couple small local tournaments with halo and really to me and my group of friends video games was like how we connected how we bonded mm -hmm. um, how we socialized really yep. and in that day and age that was before xbox live and internet gaming was just kind of getting off the ground mm -hmm. um like I, I played starcraft but uh I out here in Oklahoma, you didn't have the internet to play. Yeah. Um, it was, it was terrible. Um, so like that to me is what video games were about. It's about hanging out with your friends. It's mm -hmm. finding a shared passion and mm -hmm. it bonding over that. Um, and then even today, the people that I'm still in contact with from high school, it's my Xbox live buddies. Yep. Um, it's it's the guys that when I get on on a Friday or Saturday night, we just hang out, talk about what's going on in life. It's, mm -hmm. hey, I got engaged. Yay, you're engaged. <laughs> or I had a new kid. And and it, it's, it's that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what I'm wanting to develop with the students in esports, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's my main thing for starting the club is that 
so many of the students today at home grow up in an entirely virtual world. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's bringing the personal really home to that virtual interaction, saying that, yeah, you can play online, but you can also be part of a closer, tighter knit group, right? You can still come hang out in person and do the same thing, except now if you're gonna cuss the guy across the room, he's gonna throw his controller at you. <laughs> um, um, so teaching them some of those social skills that, that, that are lacking and really giving them a place to belong. Mm -hmm. um, so some of your previous podcasts, um, Bubba from Varsity said like 82% of the students that were interested in their clubs aren't involved in anything. And yep. my club almost perfectly mirrors that. Um, like large numbers not involved. And uh, I think last year, about a third of my students identify as something other than straight. Mm -hmm. So those are the kids that, especially in Oklahoma, tend to be pushed to the side or thought of as weird or outcast. Mm -hmm. And when I asked them, I did like follow-up surveys and I asked why, what did you like about esports? What did you not like about esports? What can we do different? Most of the like really positive stuff was I finally have a place that I can belong or mm -hmm. I have a place that I can feel part of the school. Mm -hmm. um, and when I asked them why they want to do it again, I have people saying like, I didn't know anything about video games. I just wanted to hang out with some people. So I stopped by the club because my friend was going and mm -hmm. I ended up loving Smash or something like that. So mm -hmm. it's giving those people who, those students who don't have a place, a place that they're welcome regardless, right? Because mm -hmm. I mean, when, when you get behind the screen, bringing it back to the virtual, you can be whoever you want to be. Mm -hmm. No one knows what you look like, um, what orientation you are. Uh, mm -hmm. they, it doesn't really matter. So. Mm -hmm. In that way, like they bring that virtual bias of not knowing into reality where it's like, yeah, I don't care. You're still next to me. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you look like because we're in this together and we're talking next to each other too. So yep. um, seeing that is really cool. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's kind of an overview. Uh, we're, we're starting to work on the production side of esports, really pushing like the streaming and analyzing your gameplay and uh, all of the stuff that's not video games and esports, like the design, mm -hmm. all of that. Um, we started that up kind of towards the end of last season, like right before COVID hit, we, we had a couple live streams. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got an amazing, uh, I guess, production teacher at school who is fully on board with us. Once yeah. I said, hey, this is, this is the stuff that you teach in class but we can take that and apply it right now. Like we yep. can be teaching those kids these skills now. He's like, oh, we can. So he, he jumped on board like immediately. He saw the value in it. So he's been helping me out with a lot of that stuff. Um, so that's, that's gonna be one of our big pushes for this year is really getting the production and editing and, and analysis and shoutcasting that part going. That's kind of gonna be my focus this season. Last season, it was just about getting boots on the ground. And mm -hmm. this, this year, it's about focusing in. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of giving them that, you know, holistic experience, right? Where they're playing, they're streaming, they're casting, and kind of feels like an esports event at that, right? Basically, it yeah. is a mini yeah. event, right? 
um, yeah. and really seeing the possibility and giving them that exposure and that platform to build their skills as they continue to um, grow and develop. So that's absolutely fantastic. Um, kind of going, I want to dive into a few topics you brought up there, but first, tell us a little um, more details about your program. What games do you compete in? You know, how many students you have? Kind of what the vision is for the future as you continue to grow. Obviously, with COVID, kind of bearing in yeah. mind. Um, but yeah, tell us, you know, what that vision is and um, kind of what games you compete in now and what you hope to kind of get into over time. Yeah. So right now, um, we've got. Last season, I had about forty kids involved in the club mm -hmm. um, which is just come play whatever and mm -hmm. then about half of those were like dedicated to competing mm -hmm. um, so participating and actually playing the others would bounce from different game and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. um, which 40 may not sound like a big number but at our school the only thing bigger than that is the football team on a good year right yeah. um, we're a school of 400 yeah. Yeah. Um, give or take. So that's a tenth of the student population. Mm -hmm. um, the room we were in is busting at the seams. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of my overall numbers. The games that we play, uh, I'm I'm a big Overwatch guy, so I'm actually able to coach that with some confidence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that that was one of the big ones that we played. Um, Smash is our biggest draw. That's, I mentioned earlier, some kids who would just pop in with their friends, they'd start playing Smash. I had two of those end up in my top three Smash players mm -hmm. that had never touched it before and then just showed up and started really getting into it. They ended up buying Switches and playing at home all the time mm -hmm. because of the eSports club. Um, and then League of Legends, which uh, League of Legends is really cool because coming into eSports, I knew of League of Legends. Like coming into the club, I knew of it. I knew it was a big deal. Um, it had just never really drawn me in. So I, I knew nothing about it really. It's the first kind of match that I jumped in with the kids. I, I picked Timo because I knew he was kind of a, a oh, Timo. And yeah. I got a kill and I was like, all right, I can do this. Yep. <laughs> I, yep. I, I baited somebody into a trap. Um, but What's really cool about League is we have two or three people in school who are like dedicated League. And I was able to say, I don't know anything about this. Mm -hmm. You guys take it. And these are kids who one of them was brand new to the school, mm -hmm. had been bounced around and never really had a friend group. Mm -hmm. And that guy was like, oh, you want to play League? Come here. And he'd mm -hmm. set him down next to him and he'd say, all right, you're going to play this hero. This is kind of how you run it. Uh, this is this is how you manage your economy, and this is how you work with us as a team. So he developed into my league coach, this brand new kid that had never really done any leadership at all, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that that's something that I'm kind of proud of, and I've rambled and totally forgotten what else you asked me in that question. No, I, I think you uh, you answered it uh, just talking about the games that y'all kind of competed in. But that, that's fantastic. That like like that mini story right there is kind of speaks to the volumes of the potential that esports can have on students, right? It gives them that sense of community. It gives them that sense of belonging, which so many kids kind of miss out on, especially those like typically, right? The esports, um, the gamer, like they don't play traditional sports, right? There's nothing wrong with that. They just yeah. don't have another avenue to develop those friendships, to develop that sense of community and belonging and be part of a team, which is, you know, yeah. so important in any, in anything. It doesn't matter if it's sports or esports or work or um, just 
playing with your friends at night, like it doesn't really matter, but you know, having that team that you feel like you belong and you're wanted is so important to everyone. Um, yeah. so absolutely fantastic to see that come to fruition um, within your own program. Kind of like going on that same topic, you know, we talked about the sense of community and the sense of belonging a lot. In your opinion, in your experience, like why is that so important for the students, especially in esports? Uh, I can't speak for everyone, but I can give you kind of my school. Mm-hmm. Um, social emotional learning is like a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if kids don't feel loved, it's hard for them to be successful. Mm-hmm. And where mm-hmm. I am, like we have students who have dirt floors in the house and no power. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, it's not funny, but I, I laugh for lack of anything else to say about mm-hmm. that. Um, we have kids who have parents that are never there or when they are there are strung out or drunk. Um, you, there's just all of this stuff that it's called an ACE score that, that there are these 10 factors that if they have these things in their life, it can lead them to develop alcoholism and stuff like this when they're mm-hmm. older and yeah, just really bad situations. Yep. And those kids tend to be the ones that don't have a place to go that don't participate in anything because their parents don't care enough to put them in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they will play a game mm-hmm. and, and for us, like, it's a place for those kids to have that belonging, that sense of love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, over the shared passion because th- they don't get it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And if we can give it to them, we might be the foundation that they can use to step out of that sad place they're in, right? Yeah. Um, like I have a one of my guys is – comes from a family that is heavily into drugs and things like that. And mm-hmm. he, as soon as he came to us and started with a club, he's like, I can see a future for me. Mm-hmm. Like not, not just in the gaming, mm-hmm. he can see a future in the ability to coach, to lead, mm-hmm. to produce, to stream. And, and he saw a path to college now because so many colleges are offering that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's why esports is important to me and to our school. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's what we give to these kids. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, that's absolutely fantastic. I love to see that, and I really can't agree more. And that's exactly you know my vision of what high school esports should be is that you know very you know holistic, very broad kind of program where these students have that potential or see the potential of what they can do next. Right? Yeah. What does it look like at college? What does it look like in the workforce? Whether that's being a pro gamer, which, you know, it really is very unlikely, but if you're good enough, go for it, right? Or, you know, be a streamer, be a caster, be a product pre- in production, be part of marketing or social media, which are those two kind of fields are growing incredibly quickly with the digital yeah. age. But it's like, give that platform and that basis in high school so they start learning it, right? And they're ahead of the curve when they go to college and get those scholarships, because like you said, they're everywhere, right? The average esports scholarship is $5,000, and that is not just playing, it's also for casters or um, producers or streamers because yeah. those skills are so relevant, not only in esports, but in so many other, basically if it's on TV, 
you need a producer, yeah. you need a streamer, yeah. right? It's the same skills, just what you're streaming is different, right? Um, and it's so applicable in so many different ways because the future right now is about digital content, right? Mm -hmm. How can I produce more content for my company is kind of everyone's philosophy. Kind of before we run out of time here, uh, moving to my last question is, you know, you kind of touched on a little bit earlier, making some mistakes with your new program, which is, you know, completely understandable. Everyone does. It's the kind of like what being um, a baby, so to say, is all about. Um, kind of taking from your past experience, what does the future of high school esports in general, so kind of going more broad, need to start doing um, to see that success kind of become cyclical and also snowball into something really great where high school esports goes from, you know, this kind of niche thing um, you see in a lot of great places, but it's not like a national thing by any means. And it's not accepted mm -hmm. like football or basketball is. So kind of what are those things that you've seen um, that you think maybe need to change or be improved on um, to really bring high school esports to that next level? Yeah. Um, one thing is you're starting to see it pop up, but you really need, mentor programs, I guess, like a buddy school. So if you're starting a program, we, we need a pipeline of established schools who can come in and say, okay, these are the things you need to do. Step one, step two, step three. Mm -hmm. Like to start getting this off the ground, you need to talk to these people in your administration, right? Um, this is the hardware you may need um, mm -hmm. to get things going. Um, so, so like having some advisors to come along beside you would be awesome. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. um, luckily I have a background in gaming. So mm -hmm. uh, I knew kind of the hardware and I know how to approach streaming and how to get kids started on that. Mm -hmm. um, but if you were just a teacher who happens to play a game every now and then or who your administration comes and says, we're starting an esports e program, you're the guy. Mm -hmm. or you're the girl, um, you wouldn't have a clue, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so really having kind of a centralized place to go to to get those resources um, is one thing. And then we've got so many different leagues, even at the high school level. I, there's a ton at the collegiate, but at the high school, it's like I've got NASIF, I've got Play Versus, I've mm -hmm. got my local league, which has yet to be wrapped up into something else. We've mm -hmm. got state organizations running things. So if we could kind of unify that and then to go along with that, cost is a big wall. Like mm -hmm. for me, I was lucky in that our computer teacher, the production guy I mentioned, has uh, Microsoft Surface desktops that can kind of run pretty much anything. We didn't have to worry about getting hardware past mm -hmm. mics and keyboards and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, so I was able to kind of go and raise some funding to get the little pieces that we need. But if a school doesn't have that set up, especially in Oklahoma where funding gets cut year after year, mm -hmm. you're, it's going to be hard um, yep. to start something and to reach these kids. Um, so, so yeah, league structure, onboarding, funding, those are all big issues that we need to find some kind of a, a solution to get things going, whether it's like, I, I'm in the process of trying to write a grant for like loaner hardware, where I would take care of those three things, right? Like mm -hmm. I could, I could get 
sets of laptops and have my students build and manage those. And then if a school wants to start a program in the area, we could loan that set out so they could see their program and see, can we make this work? Mm -hmm. And then either offer those to them at a discounted and rebuy, or they could return them to us and buy their own hardware when they mm -hmm. are able to get it right. So, so something like that would be, in my mind, it works. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know for other people. Um, and then just kind of like educating the public about what we've been talking about. Esports is not just playing games. Mm -hmm. um, so that when, when a teacher or coach comes up to them and says, hey, do you want to support our program? We don't have to spend 30 or 45 minutes describing it to them. Mm -hmm. um, like, like football, you go up and you say, hey, we're going to hang your banner if you give us this money on yeah. our field. And like, okay, here you go. Um, yep. For eSports, it's like we're, we're going to throw your logo across the bottom of our stream um, during our matches. And uh, I understood logo, right? Um, so <laughs> All that here, yeah. yeah, yeah. So y y just kind of educating the public is something that we've got to kind of learn how to overcome as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, those, you know, kind of three overarching points in the community and the technology and the um, education is so important, right? Because so many people know what esports is, they kind of heard of it. Um, but if they're not like directly involved, they don't see that big picture. They don't really understand the what esports can take, right? Because kind of going to part one of the things you said is um, really showing parents like, you know, why does your student want to play esports? What do they get out of it, right? And in football, like most most parents are like, well, they go and they make friends and they learn how to be a teammate. Um, they learn how to, you know, learn, they learn from adversity. They learn how to fail um, and learn how to come back from the failure and turn it into success, right? Which is the same thing that you do in esports and even more so because the skills that you develop out of esports, like we were talking about before we started recording of the critical thinking and the problem solving and the yeah. analytics and the strategy, right? Like those are so far in depth because the games can simulate so much more, right? There's, there's a thing called magic in a lot of games, right? Um, you can't, it doesn't exist in real life um, the way it does in League of Legends, so to say. So really having the ability to think through those problems on your feet under that stress in a stressful environment is so important because those are those are great kind of core skills to take to that next step um into college um which you know as everyone knows time management is so important stress yeah. managing stress is also so important so great stuff there um unfortunately we are out of time absolutely fantastic discussion today i love these podcasts because we really get into you know why high school why esports at the younger ages is so important right how, how it sets them up sets up the students specifically for success um, into college and into the rest of their life. So absolutely fantastic. Real quick, if you will, Adam, go ahead and plug your program. If you have any social medias or a website so we can keep up to date on anything to do with McLeod eSports. <laughs> uh, well, McLeod Public Schools, you can search us on Google. Uh, hopefully the students will be building out everything else this year because yep. I didn't do any of that last year. Um, so, so I mean, hit me up on my email, adan yep. at mcleodschools.us mm -hmm. if you have any questions or just want somebody to talk to you about esports. Yep, and that, that is one thing that's fantastic about esports is that, you know, everybody that, you know, I've had on the podcast completely open to any kind of discussion around esports because we just ultimately want to see the industry continue to grow um, and become, you know, kind of that world accepted kind of competition like soccer is right now. And I think esports is on track to beat it in about five years. So maybe we can make it two years, who knows? Um, especially with COVID and kind of taking out traditional sports. But 
Thank you again uh, for taking the time to sit down with me today on SpinCast. To all our viewers and listeners out there, um, thank you for staying the entire time. Um, stay healthy and stay happy, especially with the current pandemic, making sure take care of yourselves, be careful, use some common sense, um, and ultimately, stay plugged in.